Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. Today is a bonus episode that I think you're going to really enjoy. I had the privilege of being a guest on Hillary Russo's podcast, Holistically Speaking. So today, what you get to listen to is my interview on her podcast, which is pretty fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Hilary Russo is just a phenomenal human being. I love spending time with her. She has a two decades long TV broadcasting career. She is a professor of journalism and broadcasting at a prestigious New York University. Like I said before, she is the host of the Holistically Speaking podcast. She herself is a holistic wellness provider as well. Man, this woman, she just is so inspiring. And it was absolutely an honor of mine to be a guest on her podcast. I love this episode so much. We have so much fun. I love the way she holds space for me to tell my story. And it's just so special. So I really wanted to share this episode with you. If you enjoy this episode, please go find Hillary's podcast, Holistically Speaking, H-I-L, Holistically Speaking. I will link it in the show notes. Please go find her and listen to her. You'll be happy you did. She is wonderful. When you choose yourself, it is not easy. It is often the hardest path you can go on, but it feels right. Right. So me choosing myself in that situation and going, this does not match my morals. This does not match who I know God is. This does not match who I know the universe is. This does not match my understanding of humanity. And I I know I need to to find what that is, what you know, I, I need to go on my own path. Heck. Yes. Get used to hearing those words, my friend. Because when it comes to taking a powerful step forward, stepping into the tension and deciding that you are not here for your light to be dimmed, but to shine brighter, you've had a heck yes moment, holistically speaking. But don't expect to hear it just from me, yours truly, Hillary Russo. Oh no. My guest, Tiffany Kane, knows all about those moments. So it's no coincidence she calls herself. What else? The heck yes, coach. I love that. Love when we align with like minds. Frankly, it's probably one of the reasons you are here, tuning in week after week to Holistically Speaking, alignment, community. Feels good, right? But what if community is taken away from you? Because you decided to shine brighter instead of dialing it down to appease to what others expect of you. What if you choose yourself? I did. I'm sure you've done it as well, and certainly Tiffany has, because we're all works in progress here. She lived a life within the confinement of her religion, her marriage, and her job, until she started asking herself some powerful questions. And because she did, because she faced the resistance, she's here today, and she is definitely saying, heck Yes. Amplifying her voice, helping you find yours, and of course, shining. She's my kind of peeps. And no doubt, after joining us for the conversation, 
she'll be yours too. Well, I have to say, you are the first and only in the <laughs> 70 plus episodes I've done that is getting me on a Sunday, Miss Tiffany Kane. Hello. I feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big this is a big step for Hillary to branch out and do her podcast on a Sunday, but I'm kind of liking it because there's there's it's just quiet. It's mm-hmm. so quiet. Isn't that lovely when it's quiet? It is yeah. lovely. I have two children banging around out there, so it's not that quiet for me, but <laughs> That's okay. We learn how to we learn how to pull focus, don't we? Especially yes, we in the do. work we do. And being a teacher, by the way, mm-hmm. and somebody who's moving into the realm of what you're doing as the heck yes coach, Tiffany Kane. I am so delighted to have you here on Holistically Speaking. Thank you so much for being here. And I've loved the conversations we've had thus far. But I really I find your story so empowering, and I know that my listeners are going to love getting to know you. So thanks for being here. I'm just so pleased. So, so excited. And um, I always love being in your space. I just, it feels good. So thank you for inviting me. Of course. So you yourself are a podcaster. I want to, yes. and, and you have actually multiple podcasts. You have yes. the Radical Audacity and uh, you you are moving into the podcast space more mm-hmm. because of the work that you have been doing and seeing that you have your own transformation. Yes. And we're going to talk about all elements of that. But th- I love how you call yourself the heck. Yes, coach. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, we should we should all be saying yes more, right? We should. And but here's the difference. Here's the thing. Um, I, I don't know how. Can I get explicit? Am I? Please is that okay? do. Okay, okay. I like the E rating every once in a while. <laughs> so. You know, when life sucker punches you in the face, Mm -hmm. you know, you're given a shit sandwich for lunch, you know, that life is, you're going to get that. It's going to happen. You're going to lose a loved one. We're going to get sick. Natural disasters happen. A two-year never-ending pandemic is going to happen. The one thing we are guaranteed is we're going to get lots of no's. You're not going to get the promotion you wanted at work. A friend's going to break your heart. Your relationship's going to fall apart. Like, these things happen, right? And so those are like the heck knows, right? The hell knows, the <laughs> whatever you want to say. So my thing is, how do you find the yes in these situations, right? How do you just sit back when you're kind of getting beaten up by life and go, okay, where is the heck yes in this? How do I turn this bowl full of lemons into a delicious lemon drop martini, right? So that's kind of how I've always lived my life. Um, I've gotten a lot of those hell no's. And instead of beating my head against the window and, you know, getting all bloody, I will kind of just take a step back, maybe take a little time to cry, but take a step back and go, okay, where's the heck yes in the situation? What is right for me? What path should I be going on? So that's why I call myself the heck yes coach, because I really like helping people with finding the yes in a terrible situation. <laughs> so let's let's get into that a little bit. You've been a teacher for years, mm-hmm. and you've also experienced some of those moments that have caused you to want to transform and, and shift your life, uh, primarily getting out of a relationship that wasn't working, which I totally get that. I'm a, I'm a divorcee as well mm-hmm. and not a, a good relationship at that. You know, you have to know when to walk away and when boundaries mm-hmm. are like, 
boundaries are being crossed here. This is not healthy for me. And it's hard to get out of something when you're in it, right? Yes. But but this goes even deeper than an intimate relationship with a partner, which heck yes to both of us for removing ourselves from something mm-hmm. toxic. Absolutely. This, this goes even deeper to your entire upbringing, mm-hmm. which is really the level of what I want to talk about. And that's a completely, that's also an intimate relationship, your surroundings, your community. And you were a product of a an environment that was very heavily based around religion, the Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witness. Mm-hmm. And you took a really powerful step, stepping away from that, mm-hmm. from people, from community, from loved ones, because it was not the yes in your life. Yes. So can you elaborate on that? Whew. Okay. So... <laughs> How'd I set that up? You did. You set that up. You set it up great. So I think, I I don't know if people quite understand the enormity and all-encompassing feeling or or lifestyle that being in a religion like that is. Um, You are raised to believe that the people in your religion are your family and that Everybody else is worldly, even if they're your blood relatives, right? They're worldly and and you shouldn't be really spending time with them. And so your whole world is this religion. It's not that your religion is Jehovah's Witness. It is I am Jehovah's Witness, right? Like this is me. This is who I am. So deciding to leave something like that is truly leaving a piece of who you are. It's truly letting that go and shedding that identity. Um, and I made that decision. It was a very moral decision for me. Um, I was 19 years old and I it had been kind of a couple years of me kind of realizing, I don't think I'm quite in alignment with this religion anymore. But because it had been my whole life, I'd been raised in it. It's a really difficult thing to come to terms with. But the turning point for me was when I was going through this series of questions that I had to go through to get baptized. And you work with through these series, I don't know, maybe 100 questions or something with three different elders. And, um, you know, I kept coming back to the idea that the only people that would be saved in Armageddon when the, you know, world is destroyed would be Jehovah's Witnesses. And I just kept saying, I don't understand that. There's not that many of us. And why would God create all of these people if they're not going to be saved. And, you know, I just kept getting the answer, you've got to have faith, you've got to have faith. And what really bothered me was the idea that somebody that had maybe a different sexual orientation, for instance, you know, they took that what the Bible said about, you know, gay homosexuality being bad was very a hard stance. And I just didn't understand that. You know, I I came across somebody that was gay in my high school. He was a teacher and I really liked him and I thought he was great. And I just couldn't understand why God wouldn't save him. He was a really good person. And I kept asking these questions and I just kept being told, sister, you don't have enough faith. You need to stop asking questions or you can't get baptized. Um, I went on and got baptized but um, shortly thereafter, I left. So now I'm kind of dead to the religion. <laughs> yes, I, I can't even imagine what it be what it would be like to actually kind of. I mean, you're, it's ostracizing. You know, there's mm-hmm. it's it's ostracizing, and it reminds me a lot of 
what we see in, in many religions, I mean, I recall being from a, I'm in, from an interfaith home. I mean, my father was a, a Roman Catholic Christian. My mom is Jewish. Mm-hmm. And there were numerous times I recall where it was like you were being witnessed what to choose, not by my family, but for people who were not comfortable with their religion, not mm-hmm. being the chosen religion, mm-hmm. that asked me those questions. And and also, you know, there were times I was called a half-breed. Oh. And, oh, yeah. I, and when you're growing up, and I, I can only imagine what it would be like to be ostracized within your religion. Mm-hmm. Not For me, I witnessed it from the outside of people judging, which... What was the lesson you walked away from from that experience? Because I know I have many. <laughs> I think the big lesson that I continue to learn, that I, I'm continually learning from that experience, is that when you choose yourself, it is not easy. It is often the hardest path you can go on, but it feels right. Right. So me choosing myself in that situation and going, this does not match my morals. This does not match who I know God is. This does not match who I know the universe is. This does not match my understanding of humanity. And I, I know I need to, to find what that is. What, you know, I, I need to go on my own path. And I lost every friend I had other than one. I lost my mother and one of my sisters. They still don't speak to me. It took several years for my father and my other sister for us to get a relationship, um, but they ended up leaving the religion as well. So <laughs> that's why we have a relationship. But um, yeah, my you know I haven't um, had a relationship with my mother for, let's see, I'm 48 and I left at 19. So that's a lot of years. It yeah. sounds like there's some heck yes moments in your <laughs> family life as well, not just yes. you, but when you're talking about others in your family that left this. And not to judge, because if people find comfort and they love where they are, mm-hmm. more power to them. We yeah. are not in any place to judge other people. But I, that I, I try to sit here and imagine what life would be like without my mother, mm. you know, and there's such an attachment to uh a mother and a daughter, mm-hmm. just like a father and a son in, in many ways. So uh, the the love, I imagine, is there. And I think we've had mm-hmm. some conversations about that. But there's a pull in different directions. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So this kind of moves you into this heck yes moment. Mm-hmm. And 19 to 48, that's a lot of years. That is. <laughs> We have a, a number of shifts in our life, don't we? I mean, oh, so many, <laughs> so many from the the leaving your faith to a marriage that was not working to where you are today. And mm-hmm. you know, when people, I, I do get this question a lot: When did you know, or when did you make the shift, or when did it come to be? Do you get that question? Yes, and and I think. I think it's one of those questions that's different for everybody. For me, I I have to come to that decision from the place of I tried everything. I'm a very loyal person. You know, like I when I was 
in my religion, I was in it. I was a regular pioneer knocking on people's doors for 90 hours a month. I was one of those annoying people that came to your house. Um, when I was married, I did everything imaginable, you know, to, to try to hold the marriage together. Um, and even when I knew it didn't work, I had a brand new baby, my second son, and it took another three and a half, four years to finally leave because you have to know, like there has to be a knowing that you've done everything you possibly can and it's just not going to work. Now, can other people get to that knowing faster than me? It took me 19 years. Uh, maybe, probably. <laughs> maybe I'm a little bit of a slow learner, <laughs> but um, it's, it's when you have that knowing then for me, it happens fast, right? Like, okay, I've worked, I've worked, I've worked. I'm this, I realize it's not working. I realize it's not working. Let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try this. All right. So by the time it's time to leave, it's like, I'm, you know, this is, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not looking back. It's done. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> so that's one of the big things we do is we are indecisive. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I see this with my own clients. It's the going back and forth. The I don't want to call it wishy-washy because when mm -hmm. you are so conditioned and sometimes standing in the tension is very difficult. In fact, mm -hmm. always standing in the tension is difficult, but that's where the mm -hmm. breakthroughs happen. And learning from my own experiences and being able to <clears throat> learning to incorporate that into the work that I do, that we need to stand in the tension. We need to be okay with the that feeling in our bodies, the resistance, because mm -hmm. the resistance is where we push through to the other side, oh, yes. right? So making that powerful choice, that heck yes in your own life. And uh, how how is it for your children? If we can talk about that for a second, I'm curious. Like, yeah, how is it for you and your kids to not be a part of something that's bigger, uh, that community? Mm. You know, um, my kids never had a religious community growing up. So um, I, their dad is not part of a religious community, um, and I'm not part of a religious community. But I do consider myself a spiritual person. So I've raised the kids to be, you know, loving and giving and, and good humans and spiritual and believing they're part of something bigger, but we don't have like a specific religion. But I've let them know many times if they want to explore, they want to go to a church with a friend or something like that, go for it, explore. It's their spiritual journey. Um, but they haven't they haven't really had much they, they ask lots of questions, but they haven't really wanted to like go to church or explore any deeper. So it seems to be fine for them. <laughs> How old are your kids? I have an 11-year-old and a 16-year-old. Yeah, I think, I mean, I remember that feeling of not really wanting to go to a house of worship when I was younger. Mm -hmm. You know, when I really was interested in going to church, really, was when I would go to like a five o'clock Saturday mass with my Catholic girlfriends to see the cute boys. <laughs> because that in itself was a religion. <laughs> I mean, right? That's a spiritual. Are there lots of cute boys at five o'clock mass? <laughs> totally, because they're like one and done. We're over it. We we get our, you know, we, we go up, we receive, we leave, we chit chat it afterwards, and then you have your Saturday night open. So <laughs> that in itself was a religion. I love that. I love that. That <laughs> or, is so or a spirituality. Because I'm with you on that. It's more of a spirituality. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. I definitely am a very spiritual person. Yeah. 
Me um, too. I wanted to go back to something you said about people having a hard time making a decision. I've really come to the realization that that happens when we don't trust ourselves. And we're worried that we have to make the right decision. And what it's really about is trusting ourselves that whatever decision we make, we can figure out how to move forward from there. We're not going to make the right decision every time. It's just not going to happen. But if we make the decision that's in alignment with ourselves, that feels right to us, even if it kind of blows up in our face, we need to be able to trust that we can make the best out of that situation and that we can trust that we are making the choice that's right for ourselves. And when we make the choice that's right for ourselves, it's not selfish because it ends up being a very loving, expansive decision for all of the people around us. We're able to give more, be more present, and be more in alignment. And so it's not selfish. And But I think the key, the key is I trust myself to be able to make it through this, to be able to move through. I trust myself to trust myself. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's the awareness into that alignment, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really being in a state of allowance is what I say. Yes. It's like the, is, and that makes so much sense because we're going to stand in the resistance. And mm-hmm. I, do you do a lot of meditation? Are you into meditation? I wish I was better at it. My ADHD brain is terrible, but I read a lot. I, I read a lot. Um, Martha Beck and Brene Brown are like my heroes right now. Um, and, I do a lot of like walking. And so those are kind of meditative moments. I try to really be present where I'm at. Um, But yeah, sitting and just trying to meditate. I've done guided meditations and I do well with that. Yeah. Because somehow my brain has something to attach to. Oh, that voice. Oh, that bell. Oh, that gong. That helps. But if I'm just sitting trying, oh. And there's different types of meditation. <laughs> a book a reading is a type of meditation. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that's us think me. meditation is sitting there and it's like your hands in your lap doing the ohm. Yeah, I can't. That's, that's one type. <laughs> not a, or, or that scene from like Eat, Pray, Love where she just could not focus in the meditation room when she was in, in Bali. Yes. Was she in Bali? I felt her. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I felt. It took me a while to get there. Yeah. But I'm, I am like you. I like the guided. And I don't mind if the guided kind of trickles off into just music. It's almost mm-hmm. like I'm being... Oh, okay. You're kind of yes. leading me there, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, book reading, you're 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 having a thoughtful moment. You're in the oh, now, yeah. right? And so, I get lost. I get oh, lost. Oh yeah, in her. yeah. Yeah. Brene's awesome. I'm a big oh, Brene fan her. myself. Love her. And Martha so, Beck. Have oh, you yeah. read The Way of Integrity? No. Okay, you must read The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. It will rock your world. Uh, better yet, listen to it on Audible. Her voice is lovely. Uh, and that makes a big difference when you can audio book mm-hmm. and the voice is just like, it pulls you in. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like yeah. listening to Brene. Like, you feel like your friend's talking to you in your ear. You're oh, like, yeah. Yeah, Brene. Yeah, I hung without with her today. It was awesome. And I went to school in Texas. So I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to one of my sorority sisters when I hear her. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was it. a Texas girl for four years. So I get it. She's got that real, like, Texas twang, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. fun-loving kind of way. But yeah. a voice does make a big difference, definitely. Yeah. And you're a big book lover, Yeah. Oh, Huge my goodness. Book Big. Ton. Love books. And that's actually something you share on your own podcast, The Radical mm-hmm. Audacity, is like you you lead people into your guests sharing their favorite books, which I'm excited mm-hmm. to share mine. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a nice touch because I th- th- people 
walking away with something like that little powerful tidbit to give people is and every every brain is different right mm-hmm. so it's every guest i imagine that you're having has a different kind of philosophy on things they do yeah. like i had a guest that shared well my book right now that i'm loving is a cookbook of somebody that moved to italy did kind of the what was it diane lane then under the tuscan sun oh i love that yeah movie. so this cookbook is kind of in that theme somebody moved to italy and got a villa and they're making um you know italian food and made a cookbook and she's like that's my book right now <laughs> Like, yes, I love that. I love that too. And yeah. it, that is a book. I yeah, I have a mm-hmm. lot of friends who are chefs and they don't like sometimes having their books like they they're like, no, it's a cookbook, it's not a book. I'm like, oh no, it's a story, it's a oh, journey. With Come those pictures now. and the Yeah, and oh. just the, the coming to this artistic place of creating mm-hmm. a recipe is the story behind the recipe. Yes. And, yeah. And more people need to realize that we are really, truly the authors of our lives. We mm-hmm. all have a story to tell. Oh, I uh, love that. Yes. Yeah, we really are. I don't care if you're a chef or you're a CPA. We'll mm-hmm. find something with a tax account, and I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, will. They, they have stories. Oh, my they gosh. They have stories. Please, <laughs> crunch numbers. Come on now. They've so, got some stories. I mean, some of our dirtiest laundry is in our bank accounts, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, come on. That That's a really good quote right there. Some of our dirtiest laundry is in our bank account. I like that, Tiff. That's awesome. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. So we're moving into, so you, the podcast world is not something you've been doing for years. No, you no, know, you, And you and I connected through She Podcasts, uh, which is a, a powerful uh, space for women podcasters, mm-hmm. which we are seeing growing, which I absolutely yes. love because yay, we all have a story, right? Mm-hmm. So with the millions of podcasts out there, which is, I think, gosh, maybe more than a million have been released since the pandemic. Mm. So we're up there above 3 million now. And you and I met and kind of connected on on this level. Uh, and it's interesting because our stories are very different, mm-hmm. but in a way there's a similarity to them. Yes. And you have this this manifestation that kind of came to light where now you are a media coach. You're the heck yes coach. Mm -hmm. You have a production company. You have a number of podcasts you're creating. And I want to kind of dive into how your your own transformations, because there are many that we have in life, Mm -hmm. have moved you into this place with your podcasts, with the message you're putting out there. And I want to hold space for you to share that. Oh, I oh, I love this question. I love this question because this is, um, I think this applies to pretty much everybody listening. Listeners, I think you can find yourself in this story. So um, I, after my divorce, I got my master's degree and I was all gung-ho. I've been in public education for, at that point, it was about 16 years. And I was like, okay, I'm... I'm moving on up. I, you know, I got my master's degree in educational administration. I'm going to be a principal. I'm going to, you know, do all of this stuff. And I started moving up in the district and getting new jobs and just started feeling less and less in, in alignment with myself. And it was very confusing. Like I loved being a classroom teacher, but I knew when I made the transition that I was done with that, right? Like there's this knowing. I was done being in the classroom, but I I still loved education. But gosh, moving in that direction, just nothing felt in alignment. It just didn't feel good. And I started being miserable going to work. And 
I was like, well, okay, just try, just, you know, apply for this job, apply for that. And I would apply and, and not get the job. And I'm like, I've never not gotten a job I applied for in the past. Like I've always gotten what I go for. Right. I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? I don't understand. So I asked my boss, I said, can, can we just have a sit down? I just need to talk about, you know, why? I didn't get this position that I was the most qualified person for. I had the most experience. It was for um, gifted and talented education supervisor, which I am very qualified for. I'd been teaching that for years and years and years, a ton of education in that. And somebody that got the position had never been there, right? So I'm thinking, what the heck? So I met with her and her words to me were the greatest gift I've ever gotten. Her words said, Tiffany, you have too much passion and you are too much of a change maker. If you want to move forward in this district, you have to dial it down. And at the moment I felt stunned and shocked and like, wait, what? (laughs) You don't want a passionate person that's a change maker in education? What? But going home and reflecting on that, I realized That was a great gift because she was telling me, if you want to keep moving forward with this district, you have to change who you are. You have to dim your light. And the heck yes person in me went, I am not changing who I am. I am passionate. In fact, that's my word for this year. I am passionate. I am a change maker. I do want to make my mark on this world. I will not dim my light for anyone. And that was, that began my journey into finding, I'm like, I have to find a way to get my voice out, to get my message heard, to amplify other voices that need to be heard, to amplify, you know, to get change going. And I need an outlet for this. And that's kind of how I went down the path of podcasting is so perfect for that. And then as somebody who gets to coach and teach people how to podcast, I get to help other women get their voice out and get their stories told. And we need more women in podcasting. You know, we, we, we are so left out of the history books and it is time to change that. And the more we can get our voices recorded and get our stories out there, that just, so my passion has found a home. <laughs> and, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, I think it's called Magic Lessons. I always call it Big Magic, but I think it's actually called Magic Lessons. Um, She talks about ideas as if they are people, right? These little fairies that come and visit you. And when you are not receptive to the idea, that idea will go and visit somebody else until somebody takes it and makes it happen. And we've all had that situation where we're like, we think of something in our head and then ah, I don't know how to make that happen. And then, you know, six months later, somebody's making a million dollars on that idea, right? We're like, wait, that was my idea. Well, the idea fairy tried to visit you and you wouldn't accept it. So now I get to be in a place where the ideas come to visit me and I get to hang out with them and I get to say, yeah, I really like you guys a lot. Let's go for it. And I swear I wake up every morning, turn to my partner and I say to him, uh, I have an idea. <laughs> and he's so long suffering and so sweet and so supportive. He's like, okay, let me take a breath. I just woke up. What's your idea and how do we make it happen? <laughs> and it's just love great. the support. I know. Poor guy. He might It's die. like having Shark Tank in your house. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think of all those ideas that I've had. Like I remember years ago, I was like, oh. 
a stapler that helps you with your outfit, a fashion stapler. And then somebody else... So ridiculous. What the heck was I thinking? No, I mean, I, I it's great. No, I've had so many times the buttons, like, pop, I'm a boobylicious girl, and the button shirts, like, if I could staple it together. Uh, right. But mm. someone else came up with it. I'm sure I probably had the scrub daddy idea, too. But, <laughs> I mean, there's so many ideas that we, we need to write them down. We need to manifest them. We yes. stop needing to think that someone else is better at doing it. Not that mm-hmm. the fashion stapler was my entry into the, uh, the world, but just using that as an example, we we mm-hmm. have these um, these m- these focus moments, and we are so easy. We dismiss them so easy, yep. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So having someone that you can declare it with, like right next to you, and given we don't always have a partner to turn over and nudge and go, "Hey, wake up! I have an idea. Let's make this happen." <laughs> so good we'll for you. See how long I have them? I mean, I just <laughs> I might, he just might be like, "I'm done with ideas." <laughs> I'm pretty sure I woke up alone with the fashion stapler. Um, no, but like it, it's write it down, you know, mm-hmm. write it down yes. and manifest it. And I love that you're doing that and creating that space for these powerful stories to be told because, you know, having a voice is something that if we go back to our own ancestral trauma, mm-hmm. how many women really had a voice mm-hmm. that were accepted? So few. And the ones that were famous either died on a burning cross, you know, the Joan of Arcs, or they were they they were up against resistance constantly mm-hmm. until we finally saw change happen. Yep. You know, the, the the just so many women out there. We're still seeing it, especially in some cultures. So, yes. like with you, you know, having a voice, and and for me, I know my superpowers are my voice and connection. Uh, and knowing it's it's people like you and I that are creating the space to tell people you have something to share. Yes. And I'm always, and I'm here for you to share it here too. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. So moving into that space must be very powerful for you. And to be, to, sometimes those, those lessons, those little things that are told to us, because I remember being told you march to a different drummer and no kid wants to march to different anything. We want to be, a part of something. Mm-hmm. So even though there's kind of a compliment in there and you're being told you're too passionate, it's it's also leads to that resistance like, well, I'm not dimming my light. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So was there that powerful moment that yeah. you said, I, I got to walk away from this. This isn't yes. working for me. Exactly. Yeah. So that, you know, there, I'm not going to lie. There was also that moment of going home and having a glass of whiskey and going, is my passion too much? Am I too much for the world? Is this, am I? And then, you know, you hear Glennon Doyle's voice in your head going, you are not too much. (laughs) You are not too much. That is not a thing. Um, You know, you got to take time to kind of sit with the hurt and then go, okay, what is the message? What is the lesson from this for me? Well, my lesson is not dim my light and fit in. My lesson is polish my light, shine it brighter, be the lighthouse and, and just be me, you know? And so, yeah, I have realized that where I'm at now, um, as far as public education goes, I don't fit so um, I am, at the end of my contract, shifting over full-time to this business that I've created and this really mission of empowering women's voices and moving full-time to that, which is and, terrifying. 
amazing. Terrifying, but so amazing in the same right. And by the way, mm-hmm. you'll continue to be an educator on a different level. Yes. You're hitting absolutely. more than just a school district when you're doing this. And yes. on that note, I want to just take a moment to recognize my friends over at Squadcast, which is uh, the space that we are recording on today. This is uh, a really powerful place to record podcasting. If you were looking to start a podcast, definitely give it a shot. They offer a seven-day free trial, and my friends over there are happy to share that space with you. But also, if you're interested in starting a podcast and you don't know where to start, this is a really awesome opportunity that Tiffany is sharing, and it's Podcast Like a Pro, Avoiding the Number One Mistake. I'm curious. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) She's offering a free download to that. So we're going to put that on the podcast page for you to download and check it out and like use your voice, people, even if it's even if it's once a month you record something or or once mm-hmm. every couple months or maybe once a, a week, obviously uh, engagement and keeping things active is important when we're we're communicating and building our own tribe, right? But yeah. definitely download that. We'll put that in the podcast notes. And if you are enjoying this podcast, holistically speaking, which I know you are with Tiffany Kane, definitely consider sharing it with just one other person. Maybe mm. somebody that you know that's been through a similar story or is looking to start a podcast or has had some transformations in their life or is struggling with something in their own story. Definitely pass this along. It's a gift to pay it forward. And uh, you're a gift, Tiffany. So thank you for being here. This <laughs> has been you. great. Thank you what so is much. What is something you would like to share with listeners that um, you find really empowering about your own journey? I, you know, I think you just said it there with just record your voice and share it. Here's the thing. Once you start doing that, you start feeling so empowered. Your confidence level raises, rises. You know, it's even if that first five or 10 people that listen, you're like, what? 10 people listen to me? What? 30 people? There's 30 downloads? I mean, think about it. Like if you have a room full of 30 people, all eyes on you listening, like that's a lot. And you start building your confidence and you start feeling really good. And you start realizing you have a voice and you can make a difference and you can make a change. And I think as women, we are not told that message enough. And I think the more we can get that message out that we actually truly make a difference in the world with our stories and our voice. That to me is the, if I can give a gift to anybody, that's the gift I would want to give. Amen to that. And I don't mean that on a religious level, by the way. (laughs) 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 All right, Miss Tiffany, let's have a little fun. So I love doing this with my guests. Uh, I want to share some words with you, do kind of a word association game, kind of get your brain flowing. (gasps) This, okay. is, this is the neuroscience girl in me that uh, loves to do this with my own clients. But I'm going to throw out a word from just our conversation. And what I want you to do is throw back the first word that comes to mind. All right. <laughs> just been writing them down as we go along. But I'm just going to throw these out. And then you just come back with one word, like boom, boom, boom. Okay. Okay. One word. All right. Knowing. Self. Religion. Like us? No. Girlfriend, um, yes. <laughs> um, man-made. That's your that's your curse? No, I decided not oh, to curse. Okay. I just said religion is man-made. Okay. But I know deep down what your <laughs> word probably not woman was. Not woman-made, by the way. Man-made. <laughs> anyway. Voice. Must be heard. <laughs> Shift. Your thinking. Passion. Let it shine. 
fashion. I'm not doing very good no, with the word. It's okay. One word Your thing, word association sorry. is turning into sentence association. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a verbose person, Hillary. It's okay. It's the educator <gasps> in you. Fashion stapler. Just kidding. That's not the word. <laughs> needed. Needed. <laughs> Busty women need fashion staplers. <laughs> that is so funny. That was really not what I was not going to throw out that word, but why not, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, audacity. Heck yes. Radical. <laughs> Be a change maker. And then yes. For show. Faux show. That's like S H O with an apostrophe, right? It is. Like, I'm dating myself. It's like early nineties or something. Yeah, is that like it? um is that like Snoop Dogg or something? <laughs> I love Snoop Dogg. I want to have Snoop Dogg on my show. Snoop Dogg, if you're listening to the holistically speaking podcast, which I doubt okay. he is. <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Martha excuse me, Snoop Dogg and Martha together would be Oh come on, those two together. How funny are they? Whoever thought to pair those two together, Martha Stewart. Whoever thought that is a genius. Have you watched that? Yes, they're awesome. They are hilarious. Love it. Seriously. (laughs) How did we go to that? (laughs) I don't know. That faux show led us to. (laughs) I use that meme all the time, the faux show with the head nod. So ridiculous. I have a a guilty obsession with Snoop Dogg. He has his own Mm. uh, line of wine, too. Did you know that? I haven't had it yet, but yes, I knew that. I, I can't remember what it's called. I wonder like if it's something. like cannabis flavored or something. I don't know. <laughs> cannabis infused. Right. <laughs> I love it. Oh, boy. Okay. So on a final thought, and I know you kind of shared this, but uh, is there anything that you'd like to just leave with listeners of Holistically Speaking? Trust yourself. You're not going to always make the right decision, and that's okay. Trust yourself that whatever decision you make is right for you and you will be able to make the best out of it. Love it. And the podcasts that you have, I'm going to let you kind of share what they are real quick because I really, I want to give you that moment as well. (laughs) Thank you. I have the radical audacity of heck yes, which I just did a radical thing and totally pivoted Mm -hmm. um, my podcast. So, hey, podcasting is cool. It's a rebel medium. You get to do what you want to do. So I pivoted recently. And then my second podcast is Mastering the Podcaster Mindset, which interestingly enough, we launched November 10th, the exact same day that I got extremely sick with COVID. So that's our that's our truly COVID baby. <laughs> that's your real COVID baby. You will listen the first few episodes, you know, we are, we, we are talking with our noses all stuffed and cares, yeah. right? Like just yeah, you do you. It it, the the thing right. is, is, it's a yes moment because you said exactly. we're just still doing this. It's kind of like when the tech mm-hmm. gremlins happen. When sometimes our audio sucks every once in a while. Well, maybe not with you because you've got like you know hot audio guy as your as your you know yeah, the sexy sexy sound guy. guy. Why do I keep? Co- I'm making up my own stuff. Maybe I'm trying to manifest <laughs> my hot audio guy in my it. own life. I don't know. There you go, the sexy sound guy. And but that's H A G. I don't know. H that's kind of A G hot audio guy. I don't know. That's... Make we'll make it work. I don't know. There, there's no rules here, <laughs> Tiffany. No rules. It's all about the heck yes. So you have these two podcasts. Again, just want to mention to Holistically Speaking listeners about the free download, the number one thing that you need to do if you're looking to start a podcast. We're going to put that in the podcast notes. Check out the Radical Audacity. Even check out the new podcast, the name of the new podcast again. Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. 
yes, mastering the podcaster mindset. Both of those, we will put those in the uh, the notes to the podcast and also all the links just to get in touch with Tiffany. And listen, I'm excited to share on your show as well. I'm excited. This is what it's all about, yes. collaboration. You get to be on both of our podcasts. So listeners, come over and listen to Hillary on both of those podcasts. We are thrilled to have you over there. So exciting. I'm, I'm excited and elated to share the space with you as well. Tiffany, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you. You can learn more about Tiffany and her podcasts, Radical Audacity of Heck Yes, and Mastering the Podcaster Mindset by visiting the links on the podcast page. Plus, don't forget to grab that free download and discover the number one mistake new podcasters make and how to avoid it. Sign me up. Speaking of podcasting, my friends at Squadcast provide an amazing opportunity for you to record free for seven days, and I'm giving you the free seven-day trial. That link as well is in the podcast page. If you've enjoyed this episode of Holistically Speaking, consider subscribing and leaving a rating and review wherever your headphones take you so you never miss a beat. And don't hesitate to reach out to me personally because I am always listening. You can find me on social media at Hillary Russo and even on my website at HillaryRusso.com if you want to learn more about how I can support you on your healing journey and put the power of emotional well-being back in your own hands so you can find your joy. Heck yes to that. Holistically Speaking is edited by David Seiss with music by Libbo Renning and recorded on Squadcast. So more heck yeses, please, okay? Thanks for listening. Be kind to your mind and don't forget to laugh.